everyone here looks so beautiful in their aloha attire. Ah, you guys, today is such a, an amazing day. And what a joy it is for me, anyway, as your pastor, to, uh, to celebrate this day with you. Uh, just a little note, there's a couple of people, even from my home church in Hawaii, where I pastored for 20 years, that are visiting here, Sonny and Donna. So good to see you. And then Brian over here. So they were in town, and I invited them to come. So, so great to be with you. I feel like, I hope you feel like you're back home in Hawaii right now. Shaka, <laughs> bro. Well, today we, we call today Ohana Sunday. And uh, Ohana, as many of you know, if you've watched Lilo and Stitch, means family, right? That's what everybody has learned from watching that Disney show. And by the way, I forgot to mention that in your outline, if you want to pull that out, I've added a glossary of terms so that when I say things in Hawaiian, you'll understand what I mean, okay? <laughs> and uh, you can just take a look at that uh, as the glossary of terms. But we call today Ohana Sunday because today our focus is on family. We are growing our family by, by issuing a license to continue ministry in this church and you we're part of the growing of our own church, Ohana, as we brought in brand new members today. What a joy that is. And today my sermon is going to be focused on Ohana as well. And so we're going to continue. Uh, we're going to have the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible and read along from that in just a moment. But uh, as I was thinking about today's message and thinking about all the different people that were going to be here today, we have one thing that I think, we have some things in common, but one thing that unites us, right? And the thing that unites us on a day like this as we talk about family, Ohana, is that we're all a part of an Ohana. Every single one of us came from an Ohana, and hopefully you're part of a loving Ohana right now. We have that in common. I grew up in Hawaii, and, uh, and, and you grew up in your different places. But because we grew up in a different place, with different parents, and in different cultures, the context of even being a part of a family is different. We have different heritages, the different heritage, and, and um, from that different heritage, heritage, we have a different story. I'll just briefly share with you mine. My ohana, my family, um, my parents moved from Hong Kong to Hawaii, and my mom was eight months pregnant with me in her belly. And so when they arrived in Hawaii, 29 days later, I was born. And uh, so I'm the youngest of four siblings. And when I was born, uh, after I've grown up, I'm the only natural-born citizen of the United States of my siblings, which means of my brothers and sisters, I'm the only one that can run for president of the United States of America. <laughs> And when I turned 35, I considered it for a hot second. And uh, I might now, coming into this new term, we need a good president. So <laughs> anyway, not, I, I probably won't, but I'm sorry, I shouldn't have even said that. Um, <laughs> but right now, I want to just refocus back in on Ohana. <laughs> and, um, and, and in Ohana, right, are the deepest relationships that we, we have on earth, right? In our ohana, we find the, the deepest potential of love that we share with one another. The potential for the most fulfilling relationships on earth should often should come from the people who are in our ohana. But even as I say that, the thing that I recognize to be true is that with that close relationship of the people in your ohana, is the potential for the most pain, right? 
if trust is broken or if bitterness arises, the, the family relationship has the potential for some of the deepest wounds that people can experience in life. It's been said that no one can hurt you like the people in your ohana. You've heard that before. Um, for, the, for the kupuna in our church, the kupuna means elders. They might recognize the name George Burns. You guys remember George Burns, the comedian? George Burns once said, happiness is having a large, loving, caring, close-knit family in another city. <laughs> and so we understand, right, that there's a tension that comes with ohana sometimes. There's the great opportunity and, and potential for deep love. But then there's also the deep hurt that, come, that can come within ohana. And you know, that's my story, just so you know. My immediate ohana, my, my family, I, I, I want to just tell you that I share a great relationship with my wife and my daughters. We, we truly love each other. It's the depth of our relationship that we, I so enjoy. We, we share great memories together when we're together. We laugh. Uh, we, we love one another. But if you move deeper into my family relationships, I want you to know that even here, your pastor, there's deep sadness, sorrow, and pain in the relationships that I have uh, in my family as well, too, a little bit deeper and further. And as I say this to you, I know that I'm not unique that we all may have some, uh, what do you call it, skeletons in your family. It's skeletons in the closet, but they come out of the closet and come into your family. <laughs> and there's, there's hurt in some of our families. Amen? Yeah? You guys share that along with I, with me. And so I know I'm not unique, and, and, and no one in here is immune from it. We all experience that. And even when we read the Word of God, the Bible, right, there is dysfunction in the families, even in the families of the Bible. I'll share with you, from the very beginning, Cain killed his brother Abel because of jealousy. You know the story of Jacob. Jacob tricked his father Isaac to get the birthright of the oldest son Esau. And, and there was great dysfunction in that relationship. Those of you who were a part of our vacation Bible school a couple of weeks ago know the story of Joseph and how, how Joseph was sold into slavery from his own brothers because they were jealous of him. Dysfunction in the family. They were betrayed. Jesus, his disciples were like his family. And in his moment of need, in the darkest moment of his life, his own disciples, his ohana, denied him, they betrayed him, and they all abandoned him in his greatest hour of need. So, when you think about it, when, you, when, when God was looking for an image, right, when God was looking for an image to describe the church here on earth, what image do you think he would choose? Believe it or not, he chose Ohana. More than any other image in the Bible, the family is the image that God uses to teach us and talk about what the relationship of the people in family should look like. 
And you know what I, I love, love, love so much? That as God uses this beautiful image of Ohana, Jesus does something that helps us all. And what he does here in Matthew chapter, uh, I think Matthew chapter 12, Jesus expands the range of Ohana beyond our blood relatives and our relationships in marriage. And so um, I'm going to share for you Matthew chapter 12, verses 46 to 50. And I'm going to read it out of the Jesus book and, uh, and hear how Jesus expands the relationship of Ohana for himself. When Jesus was talking to the people, had his Mara and his brother guys over there standing outside. And they like talk to him. And one guy tell him, hey, your mother and your brother, they stay outside. And they like talk to you. And Jesus tell the guy, hey, who you figure my mother? Who you figure my brother? And then he point to the guys teaching. That he point to the guys he's teaching. And he say, these guys, they're my mother and they're my brother. Because whoever do the things my father say, they're my brother and my sister, and my mother. The word of the Lord. (laughs) You guys hear what Jesus did? He opened the door for Ohana to go beyond the people who we are related to by blood or by marriage. He points to the people that he's closest with, those that are following God. And he says, these guys right here, they're my mother and my brother. And my sister. So today my sermon is entitled Kaohana o Keakua, which means the family of God. And today, as you are here, you my brother, you my sister, uh, to the kapuna, you my father and my mother. <laughs> and then we have our keiki in the church that we just dismissed our children. And uh, and what a beautiful family! What a beautiful ohana! We have in the kingdom of God. Because Keakua, God, is our father. And when when we know that Keakua, God, is our father, we call him Makua Ikalani. Makua Ikalani means our heavenly father. That's who God is. And that makes each of us our brothers and sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters. And you know what's so interesting about God being our Heavenly Father? Which I I think this is such a cool thing. As I was writing the sermon, I found out that for many, many different cultures, the identity of the families come through the lineage of the Father. And and, and through the lineage, their their, their names even dictate and and, and, uh, tell who the family is. And a great example for that is English families. As they come down through the ages, right, the, the, they, they add a suffix to their name, and then from that you know who the father was. And so in English families, John's family name was Johnson, because the son of John, right? Robin's family name was Robinson. And I, I put some examples in here for myself so I wouldn't remember. William. William's, name, William's sons were Williamson, right? And so we know that um, 
in, in English families that their lineage comes to the fathers and they have, they have it. even in Hispanic cultures. Did you guys know that? In Hispanic cultures, the ending of the names with EZ at the, the end of it in Old Spanish, that EZ means son of. And so um, Roger's son was Rodriguez, the son of Roger. Hein, Jamie's son, Jaime's son is Jimenez. We got uh, Pastor Jeff. His last name is Jimenez. And, uh, and, and so there are many, uh, Mart, Martin's son, Martinez, right? And so that, that's a, a, a way that you see the names passed down from the lineage of the father. And this happens in many different cultures. In the Irish culture, they have the O before their name. So you have O'Reilly and O'Malley. Um, in Polish, they have a ski at the last name, Krukowski, the coach for the... the, uh, the Duke basketball team, Mike Chichewski, that's his name, right? Chichewski, that's the Polish ending. And, and Scott, Scottish families, right? They have the Mick in front of their name. Uh, MacArthur, MacDonald, McWong. <laughs> Even though I'm Chinese, I want to be Scottish. <laughs> Three reasons. I love the movie Braveheart, and when I watched it, I said, that's I want to be Scottish. The name Gordon, my name, is a Scottish name. I don't know if you guys knew. That means round hill. And I'm living into it more and more every day. It's true. And I have a pretty good Scottish accent. And I was tempted today to preach the rest of my message in this Scottish accent. But then it wouldn't be on a Sunday now, really, would it? So, uh, I'm not going to do that. But, um... Uh, so as, as the children of God, as Keakua's keiki, right, the children of God, how, how are we identified? It, it, if, if, it's not going to be by a certain suffix to our name, right? Like Johnson or Jimenez. It's not, it's not going to happen. But if God is our Father, then we ought to be identified somehow in some way so that we are connected to who he is in our lives. And if it's not by our name, then, then it ought to be by our character. That we share the character of God our Father. And, and we begin to look a little bit like what God would have us uh, look like in his son Jesus to be Christ-like. And, and, and what I would say to you is that as the children of God, we ought to be known by the love that comes from our Father. In John 13, 35, Jesus said, If all you guys get love and aloha for each other, then everybody going to know that you my guys. Right? We should be known as Jesus' guys by our love. And the Bible says people will know we are God's ohana by our love. And Jesus tells us that God is God's the, the most important command that God gave to us, if we're going to live anything out, it should be this. And that is the great commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples found in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. Hear the word of the Lord uh, written in the Pigeon Bible. Give love and aloha for God with all your heart 
and with everything inside you and with how you think. This is the first and the most important rule he would, God would give us. And the next rule, just like it, get love and aloha for the other guy, just like you get love and aloha for yourself. Right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul and your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And, and that's what God calls us to do. And if you remember from the first passage I shared with you in Matthew chapter 12, what Jesus said about how we become his brothers and his fathers, uh, his uh, brothers and sisters and mothers, he said, because whoever do the things my father say, they're my brother, they're my sister, and they're my mother. If we live in obedience to what God calls us, then we become, we become brothers and sisters with Jesus. We become a part of the family of God. And so the message today is really clear. Love God and love others. It's what God commanded when we obey God's command. When we do the things the Father tells us to do, we become Jesus' brothers and sisters and mothers. And you know what I love so much? I love that God gave us the example of how to love. Because when you, when you talk about how do you love someone else, it's so subjective. You can choose to love any way you want. But the Bible gives us this beautiful picture of how God loves. And I want to share it with you. And I want to share it both the NIV and, and the Pigeon Bible. So I'll share the NIV first because it is so beautiful. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, here's what it says. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Oh, I love that passage. In, in the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible, it says, and uh, right here, think about the kind love and aloha the Father will show us. He will even call us his kids and we his kids for real kind, you know. Amen. I heard an amen there. <laughs> But the reason why I share the NIV passage here is because of that word lavish. Oh, when you, when you hear the word lavish, what, do you, what, what, do you, what comes to your mind? I used to work at some very, very nice restaurants back in the day when I was a chef. Some of you have eaten at George's at the Cove in La Jolla. I used to work there. That, to me, is a lavish restaurant. The, you can tell it's lavish because of the menu prices. It's very expensive. <laughs> you don't just go there for fun, you know. It's a very special occasion that you go there. When you think of lavish, it's luxurious, it's extravagant. And that's the kind of love that God gives to us, right? But when you say the word lavish or extreme or extravagant, not everyone has the resources to give lavishly. I don't. And, and, and you may not either. And so you know what I love so much about what we learned here? That this word lavish, the way God uses it in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily mean exorbitant or, or luxurious. This word lavish in the word of God is a word that comes from within us. It's a gift that you give that is a part of you. And that is what becomes lavish. When it's not just giving of your abundance, but it's giving of who you are. And you know what? 
When we understand that kind of lavishness, then every single person in here can afford to give love lavishly when it comes from your heart. When it comes from deep within of who you are. And so, church, I want you to know that I have experienced the lavish love of this ohana. Just recently, Rochelle, my wife, had knee surgery. And, and she's here today, and I think that's so good. <laughs> and she didn't even miss a Sunday she came. But she had knee surgery on Monday and was here the following Sunday. And the lavish love that I and Rochelle experienced from you, the church, came so beautifully. That first night we got home, Pamela, I don't know where you're at, she brought dinner to us. Didn't have to. She made it from her heart and and, and shared it with us. And then later on in the week, Lori and Sherry cut flowers from their own yard. And in the midst of a very hectic day, knocked on our door and brought it over to share lavishly from themselves. And later that day, Lucas Gonzalez came with the bouquet of flowers for Rochelle. Lucas, I see you right there. Thank you for sharing lavishly with my wife. The cards, the calls, and then this last Sunday, Pamela, after Sunday school, drove over to my house to pick up Rochelle and bring her back here and set her feet up so it was propped up. (laughs) You know what all that is? That's ohana. That's family. Loving loving lavishly. Not because we have received expensive things, but what we have received was given deep from within the heart. And that is, that is the heart of what God calls our ohana to be. Uh, and you can experience that when you join an ohana like ours. Another great thing about being a part of God's ohana the family of God, is that there's a family reunion every single Sunday. (laughs) And you get together with your ohana and you get to worship Keakua with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And you get to see your brothers and your sisters and enjoy deepening your relationship with them and living out the great commandment that God gave to us. Love the Father. And love each other. And so church, all I want to do today is open up the opportunity to extend to the people who are here that may not be a part of Keakua's Ohana, God's family, and let you know that this lavish love of God is available to you in the church. And in John chapter 1, verse 12, God gives us, Jesus gives us the way we become a part of his ohana. Hear what the word of the Lord says. But everybody that take Jesus in and trust him, God give them the right for come his kids. Because they know him and the way they're born, not the regular way, with one father that like get kids, 
They would come God's kids because God would give them life inside. The joy of having the life inside that comes from the Father. If you want to be a part of God's ohana, accept the lavish love that God wants to give to you. A love that he gave from himself in his son, Jesus Christ. And accept him into your heart. Be a part of God's ohana today. And if you would like to do that, I want to pray with you that you open your heart to Jesus today. So as we close today, I would love to invite you to bow your heads and join me in this time of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, dear Lord, we thank you for opening up your house for all of your kikis, your children to come to gather today for a family reunion, (laughs) to worship you and to love one another. And today, we want to throw open the, the, the doors to invite all people to come and join this ohana, to join this family. And you said in your word, the way we do that is to put our trust in you, to believe that you are the Son of God and to receive this lavish love that you give into our hearts and to confess we need you and we love you and that we, that we are sinners, only saved by your grace. And so, Jesus, come into our hearts today. Be our Savior. Save us from our sins. And we also invite you to be Lord, to have your way in us. Thank you for being our Father in heaven, God, and for the gift of your Son, Jesus, into our lives today. We love you. We thank you. We praise you for giving us this beautiful ohana that we can share with one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.